Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. She brought up the fact that her name is actually Judith. Judith? Judith, to me, lives on the Upper East Side. She wears pink wool and shops at Bergdorf. That's not Jenna to another episode of everyone's business but mine with me Kara Berry our Real Housewives of New York edition join with me is your friend and mine Maya hello girl hello so happy to be here it's <sighs> a lovely summer day lovely lovely day for America um how are we feeling about our New York girls you're loving it I am loving it you know it's like I it took me a moment um not necessarily like specific to the reboot I think like uh earlier in the summer um post like Scandaval post like kind of stressful summer house situation um and whatever else was airing I just like kind of needed a Bravo break yeah and um so when the reboot aired I like took a couple days to like watch the premiere and then like I was like okay I think I like this. I think this is good. But like, as the season has progressed, um, I love it. Like I'm in, I I'm enjoying it. Like it just gives me a smile on my face. Like, you know, it's, it's like fun every week. It's kind of, I, I needed something more lighthearted. Um, but also something that kind of like gives me lots of thoughts and feelings and opinions and it's right. doing all of those things. I agree. I agree. Does it also make you miss New York as a former New Yorker? Oh my God. Literally, it's really funny you should say that. I mean, yes, obviously. But in the notes that I took of this episode, the first line is, I miss New York, frowny face. <laughs> um, yeah, it really does. And not least because 
like what we have been seeing in this season is like much more of like, the New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. geographically speaking, like one of the first scenes in the first episode is oh, I can't remember who it is. It's Uba and somebody else. Is it Aaron, maybe? meeting Mm -hmm. in Washington Square Park Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I was just like have we ever actually seen Washington Square Park in previous seasons like we might have but probably not much but like way too scary for those girls are you kidding exactly like maybe Carol went there at some point (laughs) no people openly skateboarding and like making Mary that was that's no place for for Luann (laughs) or or the gang so no (laughs) well i well, maybe i won't say luann because she liked to go downtown with her little nieces and like how oh, that's true <laughs> that's true but like ramona and sonia no they were never gonna be in washington square park never 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 yeah oh gosh so this episode begins with the ladies they're just like out about in the city brim's doing uh kettlebell work with a lot of <laughs> fake orgasms you know just classic brim stuff I feel like people are turning on her sexual nature. I was just going to say, I, I love her. Like I, she's like, certainly like, if not at the top, like in the top of my kind of like power rankings of the housewives at the moment. Um, But like at that little like sex noise workout moment, I got a glimpse. Like my first thought was like, oh I see how I'm going to get tired of her at some point like Mm -hmm. I see the glimpses of things that are gonna annoy me about her but like at this point like I'm I'm still um I'm still a Bryn girl like I I think she's you know if not the number one girl in the group a number one girl in the group top three for sure yeah for me yeah um so Jenna who's maybe like number one for me has a casting with her love scene lash line and she invites Sai because she's like you know I'm an older white woman and I want these people to like see somebody looking back at them which I thought was actually like an interesting way to look at things and I appreciated that um and I like that she like outright said it and it wasn't sort of this weird undercurrent of like oh does she just want like brown people at the casting um, yeah. she was like yeah I do because it's important right <laughs> and right. I just yeah I appreciated that too but then she's like I hope she ate because I'm not feeding her <laughs> which is fair <laughs> <laughs> so they're like going through the interview process and they meet this shy girl named Mary and Jenna's like trying to disarm her by being like oh you know my name's actually from this really real weird story like my actual name is Judith but you know, I had a brother that would tease me. So when I went to college, the professor asked us if anybody had a nickname. And the only thing I could think of was when my brother used to call me Jenna, Jenna, genitalia. And there we go. So Sai is like, you know, Jenna doing this to calm someone is like really sweet. But at the same time, she's telling her secrets to strangers, but she can't tell her friends. And I feel like this all hinges on the fact that she didn't want to say this ex-girlfriend's name on camera. Yeah. Is there more to it? Sai, I don't feel like there is. It just, it feels like just like a misread of what Jenna's actually doing. And I, I don't know. It's just like Sai like is consistently probing about the relationship and the breakup in a way that I'm starting to get to a point where it's like, you know what, Sai, I actually don't care. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to know. Because <laughs> I'm just like, just leave her alone. Right, right. The interesting thing is that like Sai will admit to not being the warmest person 
or like the person that you might want to come to but then she like demands that people be very vulnerable with her like doesn't understand when they don't I don't even think it's like intentional they're just like I think she takes things a little too personally I don't really know what she wants from oh that's a great way of putting it well it also just feels like a little bit of like and this is and this is this might sound harsher to side but I don't know it feels like an overinflation of like the friendship right like yeah we know that like Jenna and Zai are not that close or, or certainly not close to the extent that like why would Jenna and why would Jenna on camera tell her any about like about any of this right. stuff and so right. it's just like it's it's ringing really hollow like it's ringing false it's not it's not hitting right I agree and Aaron has said as much too like we don't know who Jenna is and we gotta wait for her yeah. to get out of her shell but I feel like she's been very open this whole time I don't see what they're not seeing she's been open in like an organic way yeah like you know it's just like I, I and also like I think it also misunderstands part of what the audience actually wants to like hear from housewives. Like, I'm not saying that there isn't like some large part of the audience that's like, uh, no, I want to know who's Jenna's, who Jenna's ex now ex-girlfriend is. But like, mm. I also just want to know about like her life and like the weird shit about her. Yeah. And that's what she's giving us. Yeah. I want to see the skirt that you wore to meet the Obamas. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I want to like, you know, see what you do in the Hamptons and like the coffee place that you love and like the the outfits very casual outfits that you wear and like I want to hear about like what you do there for like for real right I don't know and I feel like Jenna was like the reason why we broke up is because she didn't want this open public life that I have so can we just like respect it (laughs) like right to be the only reason why she didn't want to talk about this person so like exactly (laughs) like unspoken part there she like and the final straw was me signing up to be a real housewife right so don't really want to talk about this on the real housewives yeah and maybe I don't really want to cry at my casting for my job yeah no, like, I'm I'm doing work. I'm trying to put lashes on people for so they can go to the Target little uh, end caps. Okay, I'm not trying to cry <laughs> about my girlfriend right now. Like, hello, ask me to coffee. Damn. Um, yeah. So at Aaron's house, she's having a glass of wine with Abe the babe and how she's like, oh, everybody was blowing up my phone about the party, but like. I just have reservations about how the ladies were behaving because my sister Kelly told her about like them talking during the vows and Sai did an Irish goodbye and whatever. So Abe was telling Aaron that he was telling Jessel about how like they didn't do vows the first time they got married and how Bryn was like, oh, so like technically you guys aren't married. And Aaron's like, are you serious? Abe, did you laugh? And he's like, yeah. (laughs) She's like, well, and at this point, Aaron, this is where you had to let it go. Not that she doesn't have the right to be annoyed but Abe laughed several times and he told you. So maybe you should be a little bad at Abe. Not, not so much. I, 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 Aaron's at the bottom of my power ranking. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I have a lot to say about this. And I'm, but like, I guess here's the thing. Like, like I, um, I'm not enjoying her, but at the same time, like, I'm enjoying her as part of the show right like Mm -hmm. she is irking me but I'm not like oh my god I don't want to see her on the show anymore um I agree like um she's like just my least favorite one to watch but like 
it's fun to like hate watch what I'm seeing from her Mm -hmm. I just like like I think part of it part of it here is almost similar to what we were talking about with Sai like like the way that she's like oh the way my girlfriends behave is rubbing me the wrong way like that's that gets to kind of what I was saying like we know that they're not like these old like they're not like old friends right we we know that they're relatively new to each other's lives and they're castmates and they're feeling each other out and it just feels sort of like okay don't put these expectations of like long from friendships on people who are like you're still figuring out the dynamics with each other you're still like you know you're not lifelong friends you're getting to know each other as individuals and putting together a tv show and like i I don't know and it in almost every Aaron scene before this episode in this episode I don't necessarily think she is like substantively wrong but the way that she's like communicating and reacting to it is so off-putting that it's hard for me to be on her side like yeah she's She's just been like yeah and she's like constantly offended about something and like constantly looking for reasons why people have done something wrong to her um get him and she's just like she's like she's just okay maybe this is maybe this is bringing in because i know something about maybe where her politics lie if we're using her donations as any example but she's just really like she keeps giving me the vibe of somebody who you know, would be like, oh my God, like cancel culture is so ridiculous. And people are like, so offended. I know Jennifer Aniston. Is it because Jennifer Aniston said it? They look like, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not saying that's not part of the reason that this came into my head, but she just really feels like somebody who would like say, like say something like, you know, people are so easily offended these days, but like, we've literally seen her be offended by something every episode, like something right. new is offending her. And she just, I think that paradox is what is really irking me about her. And, and I just feel like, um, I feel like she's going to seriously try to over overcorrect next season. And I think she's going to try to be like the fun, goofy, carefree one. Yes. I feel like, yeah, I think you're totally right. She's probably going to be the one who's most like feeding into people's commentary about her behavior. And it's going to course yep. for, for season two and it's not going to be good. It is not going to be yep. good. <laughs> I, fully agree i don't Uh, think jessel has the like um self-awareness or like capability of like responding in that way (laughs) oh she clearly Um, doesn't care i see her up and down those comments being like i don't give a fuck (laughs) right and that's one reason why she swiftly rose in my rankings over the last few weeks but we can talk about her in a bit um but yeah and also jessel has really taken the crown of the gays that i've seen on internet on online so she's good she's She's welcome. Yeah. It's <laughs> very welcome. Thinking about paradoxes with Erin, this is what I don't get is that she goes on and on about like this was said it, our children could have heard. This was unacceptable. Why would they, you know, they don't need to be hearing anything about divorce. Like this really pisses me off. But then her kid starts crying. So she goes to get him. And then they continue to have a conversation about Bryn saying the divorce, the very same thing that she said was going to be the right. horrible thing <laughs> for these children to hear. But you're having, you're saying it right in front of them. So what what's really the issue, Erin? Yes. I just like, yes, that plus like just the like, I'm sick to my stomach. Like, yeah. really? Really? 
while this child is sitting in a puffer coat and I'm just thinking like how cold is your house Eric how cold is your house turn the heat on please in a Patagonia coat what's going on babe in your living room (laughs) yeah that's that's really really wild yeah she's like it just really pisses me off you know she came in she started some shit she flirted with my husband she wore her glasses the whole time she walked out like sometimes Bryn just really doesn't have tact and it just really pisses me off but yeah Abe again was like it was funny at the time yeah yeah I think that's really what it is right like I mean Erin is not necessarily wrong it's just like it's so tiresome the way that she's communicating all of it right right did you think that it was rude for Sai to leave without saying goodbye there were so many people at that party that's how I felt you know like if this was yeah. a like a party at her an apartment or something yeah but like this was a big ass bank like you expect huge by the five other people personally everybody I don't think so. right I mean, if it was, like, her sister or, like, you know, and again, like, an actual close lifelong friend, but it was, like, such a huge party, it, the rest, if the, if the whole cast had left, then I would have been, like, oh, my God, right. they're in trouble. But, like, just one person, it doesn't, it didn't bother me. Also, like, I do that all the time, so. Because yeah, <laughs> <just>, like... <laughs> one thing about me, I'm getting into my bed, so. <laughs> yeah, one thing about me is I'm gonna leave. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Yeah. Um, so then we get to Jessel and Pavit. They are walking to dinner and Pavit's like, oh, this is a cool little area. <laughs> he goes, oh, is it? And then we see the sign that says that it's a restaurant. In the yard. So just to be clear, you guys, everything I said about um, uh, Jessel's opinions about Tribeca are correct. And she's also correct about this. Nobody goes to Hudson Yards. It's a flop. Yeah. <laughs> And that really lends credence into them really just recently moving here because Pavit, this seems like a cool little area. No, that's something that only people who barely lived in New York would say. Totally. I mean, I think like, right, like there's so much, I mean, I was going to say like, oh my God, like it's kind of scary to think that maybe my knowledge of New York is outdated, but like in my experience of many years and particularly the last few, like Hudson Yards, like lots of things are moving there like my old office is moving to Hudson Yards next year um Mm -hmm. like lots of things are uh, popping up there so somebody who is not familiar might be like oh there's lots of stuff here but like what is the stuff and like it's so impossible to get to except maybe from Chelsea so yeah it's it's not a hard walk from Chelsea but it's like it's like imagine your town trying to be like oh we're gonna make an all-inclusive area where there's apartments and there's a target below and you know there's like restaurants and like you don't have to leave your neighborhood and that's what it is but it's New York so we didn't need that yeah (laughs) and it's it's more of just like you're building it across like you're I don't know you're building it where like where and and those were the money again I've said this before that money was supposed to go towards like people who actually needed it and they uh the city was like no I think we're just gonna fund like all these high rises to get rich people to move in and yeah. to push these people out and it didn't work and so yeah. several people have committed suicide but we won't go there so <laughs> just a very cursed area all all around but they're having dinner yeah. there god bless and um she starts talking about how like I guess I get the impression that her father's also there helping but he's just yeah. not 
filmed. But, um, you know, like I thought my mom was going to be doing more to help with the kids. She wakes up later now than she does when she's in London. And like, you know, when her mom comes ba goes back home, how many more hats am I going to have to wear? And I don't, don't come for me, you guys. She's right. Her examples were wrong. <laughs> her examples of being like, I have some clothes and I have to dress Pavit and then I have to make sure I look good on Zoom. It's like, well, I think there might be more difficult things happening. But sure. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. I definitely feel that's you. That's actually, that's a very generous way of like viewing it. Like I, cause I think I agree. Like I see what she's saying. Those examples are absurd. Yeah. <laughs> I have to put on makeup for my Zoom. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> sure. So the, she says in a confessional, like the hard thing, the hardest thing is having two babies at the same time. God bless twin moms, triple yeah. moms. Octomom, how the fuck <laughs> does Octomom survive? It's like, great question, Jessel. Barely. <laughs> this I, is go ahead I, well I just like I I just love Jessel and like I didn't anticipate that being the case like you know a month or two ago or a month mm -hmm. and a half ago yeah and I just like and like even when she said like the Octomom line I was just like this is this is why she's winning people over because right. like she's just saying like funny like or like not all of it is funny like but you know just like funny stuff like she's just I don't know I'll I'll save my Jessel my true Jessel rant <laughs> I've been on a journey with her but I'm 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 getting back I'm getting back yeah I'm I, back. understandable right yeah. like because <laughs> she has heavy Ramona vibes very um but just like but the thing is like but without the problematic stuff at least so far right so, like yeah so far so good on that realm yeah and so it's sort of like oh wait like obviously like Ramona is intolerable as a person even putting aside like you know the truly problematic aspects of Ramona but like yeah. and so Jessel is also like an absurd person but she's like so chaotic <laughs> like totally a nuisance but so, like I think she's kind of harmless and yeah. I think she's a great housewife I agree. She's not afraid. She will go. Yeah. To and I, I appreciate her for that. I really, really do. It's also like big Lisa Barlow energy for me. So I, um, in what way? I, well, maybe just because, and maybe it uh, actually, it's nothing about Lisa. I said that incorrectly, perhaps, because it's not necessarily that they have the same energy. It's more of like the first time, the first episode of Salt Lake City, I was like, I hate Lisa. Oh yeah, she's yeah, the worst. Sure. I like. I cannot imagine loathing. I can't remember the last time I disliked a housewife so quickly. And yeah. then, like by the end of season one, I was like, "She's a monster," but I think she's my monster. <laughs> and um, I feel that way about Jessel. I think <laughs> it's like they just make me laugh, and I just want to watch them on the screen. I never want to interact with them in person. <laughs> I just want to watch them for as long as their shows are on, though. I'm, I'm fully, fully with you. I still am not on the Lisa Barlow train. I do I get think it. she's funny. I yeah. do think she's funny. But I'm still just more of a Meredith Marks girl. And that's just my truth. And I know I get it like that. But it's my truth. Yeah. I'm not a Meredith, Mar Meredith Marks girl, which is why I get it. I get, yeah. I understand, like, the dichotomy here. And yeah. that's why I understand if people don't like Jessel. Um, right. I'm not going to like defend her to the end or anything because she's going to be wrong. Like and it's the been. same with Lisa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'll defend my right to watch them. <laughs> Definitely. They're doing what they have to do and we can appreciate yeah. that. 
Um, so then, you know, they start talking about how she wants to have another kid. Pavit doesn't. <laughs> and usually I'm very like, y'all need to be on the same page about kids, but I think Pavit's going to have this. I don't think it's really going to be that much of a fight. I think yeah, he's I think so. really going to have this girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she's like, yeah, I mean, I went through hell. I'm getting this girl. He can say what he wants, but it's happening. So then she's like, you know, they start talking about how her mom doesn't know because Pavit's like, you want to have another kid. They don't even know how we got the first two. So mm. we need to be more honest with her. And he's like, listen, I've been telling you that since the first time we got pregnant, but like, I really think you need to do it. And he does say in a confessional, like she needs somebody to talk to. Like she needs yeah. somebody to work through these feelings about. And, um, you know, like, I don't want her to be alone, but, um, and also I don't want her mom finding out from somebody else, which is probably like, yeah, we're talking about this on camera. So yeah, you need to yeah, have this conversation right. girl. <laughs> so, uh, but then he kind of, what he said about the birthday, he's like, you know, we had that birthday in England and everybody is just looking around the whole time thinking that these kids are natural. Just as like, they are. <laughs> they're humans <laughs> and even if they were from ivf would you what were they not going to go to the birthday party like well what right is, what that <laughs> yeah i okay. pop it's uh, only a man you know we can only expect that much that's so. true <laughs> speaking of men um we meet gideon Bryn's third oh. ex-fiance who is just like is this man real i know well, that's that's actually what I started thinking through this the scene. I was like, okay, there's something wrong with him. Gotta be. Britain right? knows what it is, yes. and she's not gonna say it on national television. Right. But it's the reason she's not with him. There's gotta be something because yeah. he's very handsome. He's got perfect teeth. He's yeah. British. He seems to be rich because they're meeting up at some vintage car dealership to go through like half million dollar bentley's for whatever reason and Bryn gives us the backstory on her relationship with gideon which is that they were been together like off and on sounds like for five years but they got engaged when they were broken up for a couple months and she was seeing somebody else but girl how did you get to the ritz carlton and the story here- just made me go ahead sorry <laughs> she's saying that the the engagement story she was at the ritz carlton she starts hearing this like string version of 500 miles gideon comes out with her dog and they get married and he proposes to her she says yes and she's like you know the worst thing you can do is tell your boyfriend that you're engaged to somebody else but girl how do you get the dog why are we at the ritz carlton what's going on here (laughs) i literally just was like what (laughs) <laughs> when I heard that story, it nothing about it made sense. No. Nothing about it made sense, and <laughs> obviously, there's something she's not telling us, or she's stretching some truth, or it's bending something somewhere. But I also don't care. I liked it. Oh, I'm like this. <laughs> this is a story that a baddie tells. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean. Aaron was right like the way he looks at her is just like stars in the eyes and all those pictures of them where she really looked like Meghan Markle oh My yeah <laughs> and, um, no he's he's like delighted by her it was very sweet stunning like she hangs yeah. the moon and she's like he's like a literal prince charming some of my friends and family even picked him after we broke up so the a producer asks her in a confessional do you think that Gideon is playing the long game and she goes oh god I hope not 
don't know. And then they start talking about how they met on Tinder and it was like in beta mode at the time. And some guy asked if he could send a dick pic. So she was like, I don't want to do this. She's deleting messages and sees this like lovely message from Gideon who's like, oh, you lovely. Uh, let's get a spot, pot of tea. Cheerio. And that's how they met. Right. And then he goes, you know, my recollection is that you are the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. Like, okay. <laughs> it's like, why aren't you married to him? Well, there's a reason, I'm sure. And I understand that you won't tell us that. That was just my thought process. She had no problem being like, oh, you should sell my engagement ring to buy this car. Do you still have the engagement ring? He's like, you know, I do. And then she fake pukes out of the side of the car that they're sitting in he loves her so much that she will look at the idea of, of of the engagement ring the five carat engagement ring that he gave her and then she's talking about how she was walking down 57th street one day and saw herself in the reflection and was like getting freaked out about being somebody's wife many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know... When it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. And it's like, babe, you were like 30 at that point. What's going on? And what what is it with him? Yeah. There's something. But Gideon, you can email me at everyone's business, but mine. I'm happy <laughs> to find out what's wrong with you at gmail.com. I, I know. It's like, uh, I'll do it. I'll take the chance to fix him. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> it's my MO anyway. I'll, I'll let's hop in again. I'll do it. I'm fine. <laughs> Uh, so then Brick talks about like freezing eggs because she says you know making a family is actually the one thing I want the most but I don't have and I see that because she seems to be very like wanting to play with the children when they're at these parties yeah and I hope she gets that I do yeah me too so then we have um Jessel meeting up 
well not meeting up they live together having a drink with her mom <laughs> and her mom starts calling her a chihuahua she's and Justin's like what are you perfect she's like uh-huh <laughs> I, I love her mom <laughs> give her an apple give her yeah. an apple please <laughs> with her chic short haircut I just I love her so pretty Very know, she's beautiful I'll never be able to like imagine me with hair that short I hello People would be throwing things at me in the street. I could never pull it out. <laughs> Ew, get out of like, here. Yeah, I know. I look like, I don't know, like Chris Farley or something. <laughs> right. I just, it wouldn't be right. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so Jessel says in a confessional that like, as an Indian girl, I have a ton of secrets from my mom. Make no mistake, but the IVF is the most serious one and I need to get it off my chest. So her mom's like, you know... I didn't really want to be that strict of a parent because my parents were really strict and Jessel's like, yeah, well, you were strict. And I feel like that's like a lot of people's conversations with their parents. Like, yeah, you think that, but it wasn't true. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, but then they start talking about like, Jessel really gets to it, right? She's like, I wanted to tell you, I tried getting pregnant naturally, wasn't working. The doctor suggested IVF and I wasn't crazy about it, but we tried it. Round one didn't work. Second round also didn't work, but now we're 50 grand in. It was six months of injections and hormones. And like, she's like, imagine me telling you all this stuff. And her mom's like, I would have been on the next flight. So I I feel badly for Jessel because it seems like there's a cultural thing that she feels bad about. But also it seems like she didn't want her mom to take on the emotions of what she was going through, which is sad. Yeah. I mean, her mom felt guilty. Yeah. Like I, it's interesting. Cause like, I like, I mean, different cultures and different communities are different and like, um, you know, I'm like South Asian, but not, I, I can't necessarily relate to everything that Jessel says about like kind of her culture and community in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I'm very close with my mom and I can't imagine, well, I can't imagine keeping a secret as big as like multiple rounds of IVF from her. Mm-hmm. but once Jessel was kind of talking about how her mom internalizes things like I I could identify with that because like my mom is you know like we're very close like she gets very stressed out when like things are tough for me mm-hmm. and so I often like kind of curate or like um you know wait to tell her things until like you know some of it is under control because like when I'm already stressed out about something and like it, it, it's hard to like also manage someone else's stress about you. Right. And so I could kind of like, you know, I could relate to what Jessel was saying in that way. Like she was going through something so stressful. She didn't also want to have to worry about how her mom was going to react to it because they have the kind of relationship where they probably like take on some of that emotional stuff for each other right but it is really sad right like and it is really like you know I have no like I also just like it's so huge I can't imagine like holding it back for that long like it it was just sad yeah and I could tell it really made me sad because I could tell her mom felt bad yeah about being a loving mother ultimately but like you know but she also felt guilty of like oh yeah maybe I do like not make things worse but like you know you know what I mean um yeah I do and like it it was very touching to me like that felt like a very like real moment between them but again I just identified with because I could see like strains of what some like on a much lower level I go through with my mom sometimes on stuff 
right right and then she talks about like the culture of like be real mom like what do you think would have happened if it Mm -hmm. came out and she was like oh it would have been gossip full stop like fully and she's like Jessel says in a confessional like it's really hard to not talk about it but like now that I am thinking about baby number three I want my mom by my side for this next journey (laughs) so she tells her mom we're thinking about baby number three and she goes no 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 hold on you can't even manage (laughs) this give the woman an apple come on (laughs) now I'm seeing where it's coming from and I'm loving it I want to hear I want her in a confessional I do I really do bring her to the reunion I I, I love this scene I just like I this is I think part of why I'm just increasingly enjoying Jessel too because I feel like we're seeing so many kind of different sides of her Mm -hmm. and um like I think part of the problem with Aaron, for example, I'm not saying that Aaron hasn't shown us anything about her life. She absolutely has. But like, especially in the last, this episode, last episode, she gave us, we, we saw more, but like this episode, it's just like the only like Aaron scene that we have with Abe is like bitching about the other women. Right. And here, like we're seeing, you know, multiple scenes of like Bryn and Jessel and like, and in other episodes we've seen others of like Jenna where we're just seeing like different aspects of things that aren't always centered on like whatever the small conflict in the group is um, right right yeah and yeah. I know some of that is out of their control right like they I'm sure film lots more that isn't shown um god knows we're having that conversation about Atlanta but um I, I it's still like you know it's affecting at least the way that I'm I'm looking at at yeah, them I'm particularly like Jessel We've had like intimate moments with everybody, like Bryn talking about her hair journey, Uba talking about like her business and how like her mom being gone is like affecting her confidence. And like we talked about Jenna and her genetic situation and why she doesn't have lashes. And I don't think we've gotten like a heartfelt moment from Erin. You didn't think that like hearing about how sh- her mom like sold an apartment to Brad and <laughs> was, you didn't think that was an emotional It did bring a tear to my eye. You're right. Moment. You're right. Just rushing off to the, to Lincoln Center for, for an opera. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, that's, you know, that's like the stuff of like, you know, I don't know, childhood, like you're going to talk about that with the psychologist forever. I'm sure. Right. <laughs> I saw a 90, a 1990s Brad Pitt. Let's talk about it how horrible that must have been for you <laughs> anyway so Brit has this wreath making party and that's like the crux of the episode jenna shows up with a bunch of bags to give the ladies gifts but we talk about that more later Sai gets there and the first thing she goes is there oatmeal because i guess it's in the morning it's like a morning thing she's looking over at the avocado she says that the avocado is brown it looked green enough to me but whatever um so she just like gets herself a little plate of fruit this miserable miserable is there oatmeal i think that immediately sent me off of size side like <laughs> i think maybe for a while like no bitch there's not oatmeal i, I don't think there TV would be show the... event spread yeah no there's not the expectation of oatmeal at a breakfast <laughs> like eat your quaker at home and arrive <laughs> like and i've actually like I've enjoyed size like food stuff up until this point up until this point where I was like there is food and the food is appropriate for the event like calm down right there's plenty of it nobody's eating plenty of vegetarian stuff yeah 
she's wild she's so funny i know um so jenna mentions her brother's in town and size like oh is that the one who called you genitalia and everybody's like oh <laughs> okay and um she's like oh well i i heard that when i was bonding with jenna and jenna's like mm-hmm, clearly that bonding was very intimate thanks <laughs> so Sai explains well what did you think like was this rude of Sai? because i'm on the fence um, I'm, I'm thinking no because jenna did say it on camera i don't know that i thought it was rude um i thought it was a little weird like like and i think that the way that the camera basically or like the 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 show basically like aired the story start to finish twice in this episode and the fact that they did it with Sai, i think was kind of to emphasize that this was a little weird Mm -hmm. yeah like because you just see her retell it in exactly the same way and i don't know i think like if i were in jenna's position it would annoy me a little bit just because it's sort of like like even if it's not like that i don't think it's as serious as like this is not your business to tell because you're right she she told the story on camera it's not like a huge deal but it's sort of like it almost has the vibe of like you're stealing my joke like yeah yeah you're stealing my punchline like you're you're making a funny thing which is my funny thing um, I, I feel you yes I, I'll, I'll go go with you on that for sure so like size explaining the whole situation like you said basically just what we saw earlier <laughs> she's like you know Jenna's real name is Judith and Jessel's like Judith the look on her face was like oh disgust <laughs> it was horrified and she and she looked that way for like a good five seconds like it was a long time like what <laughs> such an outsized reaction but again like so funny. exactly the re- exact like i laughed so hard at how disgusted she was <laughs> at the idea that her name was judith she said it like her name was judas like what <laughs> at two judith like what are you talking about? <laughs> she says in a confessional judith to me like lives on the upper east side she wears pink wool and she stops at bergdorf's that's not jenna lyons like who are you judith <laughs> <laughs> who are you judith again <laughs> just <laughs> oh that was very funny and Brynn yeah. is like you know it is kind of crazy like when you think you know somebody but then you find out their real name like i'm not checking ids like i'm going through people's wallets don't get me wrong but i don't check the name on their id <laughs> so do you want to know something funny yes um maya is not my first name oh i know that yeah (laughs) okay i didn't know if you did because it's just like one of those things where when bryn said that i was just like oh that's funny because i go by maya my middle name um but like if i have friends that i've met like outside of school like they it it, it, never comes up like i mean and it'll come up if we're at like a restaurant or like I remember when I was, I don't know, this would have been like sometime in my like mid twenties. And there was a friend who I'd known at that point for like six or seven years. And we got carded somewhere and I was showing my ID and she apparently didn't know that like Maya was my middle name and I have a different first name. And she was just like, what? (laughs) And it was like, it was not a huge thing, but I think like she was definitely like had a little bit of like I can't believe I never knew this about you. Right. But it was like I, when was it ever gonna come up? <laughs> like I don't know. Like I, you know me, I swear. Um, but right. I just thought that was really funny when Bryn said all of that because I was like, oh, I hadn't really thought about it from 
the other perspective. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I know your name because I've picked up your mail before. So. <laughs> oh, shit. That's right. Okay. See, that makes sense. <laughs> um, so Jenna reveals that her middle name is Agar. And Jess was like, wow, that's like really Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> so then Jenna explains like she only she doesn't have a middle name anymore because when she got divorced she or when she got married she changed her name but then she got divorced she dropped the last names now it's just Jenna Lyons but Jessel was like why don't you do JFL for Jenna Jenna fucking Lyons which I think is honestly a great idea I think it's I think it's actually pretty cute yeah rolls off the tongue I I I would do it honestly yeah so Aaron walks in and everybody notices immediately something the vibes are off like they're like are you okay like she hasn't even said anything and they're like what's going on so Aaron says in a confessional I decided to do this wreath making because I wanted to ruin her party just like she ruined mine (laughs) okay Aaron okay but she kind of she didn't really ruin your party she didn't even know about it until after the fact what are you talking about she already was like oh my god it was such a great party yeah like you were telling us yes it's fine it's fine it's fine and also like nothing that happened well okay I guess I guess what she said what was upsetting but like whatever Erin anyway so they everybody it's not like it was upsetting at the time of the party right right and if she heard it at the party she would not have been upset as she said earlier well because I was there like so you know it's like okay um so they are like talking about their Christmas plans and Aaron is saying oh we got this big house in the Dominican with our cousins and actually Cy had you stuck around at the event you would have heard my cousin's speech but Cy was like oh there were so many people giving speeches I I couldn't even hear him sorry I'm sorry (laughs) so Aaron's like well you left and said you didn't say goodbye and Cy was like I was hungry She's like, well, that's not a reason to leave somebody's event and not say goodbye. I actually think it's incredibly rude. And I think you have bad manners. And Sai's like, I don't really care. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like, don't give a shit. <laughs> loved that reaction from, from Sai. I think it was the best possible reaction because just like, I think it's incredibly rude. And I think you have bad manners. Like what a way to approach a person. Right. <laughs> like I can't imagine one of my friends saying that to me if I've even if I have done something that I that is inadvertent that is not even maybe not even inadvertently but if I've done something rude I can't imagine a friend saying it to me in that way it's it would immediately put me on the defensive it's like condescending like finger like finger wagging like you're very rude so how were you raised yeah fuck you that's how I was raised (laughs) (laughs) So she's like, I did try to say goodbye to you, but you guys were taken forever. I was hungry and I go from zero to 100 when I'm hungry. Okay. And so Aaron's like, well, there was tons of food. And after everybody was talking about how great the food was, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, well, I don't eat meat. And there were just like pigs in a blanket or whatever. So sorry if that offended you, but I don't care. (laughs) I think that if there was a really good spread of food at the event, by the way, I think exactly. Yeah. But there was nothing to cut to because it was just past appetizers that like probably weren't very plentiful and probably didn't fully fit what size dietary requirements are right that said I am a little bit like you know skeptical of size dietary requirements at this point since that she came in asking for oatmeal but (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't change it doesn't change the fact that if there was really good food at Aaron's event we would have seen it 
we would have seen it. And this is the only funny thing that Aaron says in a confessional. I'm getting tired of size hungry excuse. Like maybe you should get that checked. It seems like maybe you have a worm or something wrong. And then just the <laughs> yeah. montage of her asking for food. Like, okay. yes, <laughs> right. No right. pun intended. She did eat that a little bit, but <laughs> so, um, so yeah, size like, you know, I came, I saw, I left, that's it. And Aaron's like, okay, well, thank you. And so Britta's like, wait, she gets a thank you. And Aaron goes, not actually it's not an actual thank you and um you're not getting any sort of thank you or anything nice for me because what you did was horrendous so Brent's like what did I do that was worse than everybody else and Aaron's like you came up to Abe and you said hey when you get divorced at my anniversary party do you think it's normal to do that so Brent tells Aaron she doesn't know what she's talking about and Aaron goes wow you said wow so you're not actually married because at your first wedding you didn't say vows and Brent goes really I said that <laughs> Brandy, you, you did say that. That's yes, pretty much did. exactly what you said. Yeah, she said. <laughs> word for word. Like, I'm actually kind of surprised that Aaron was able to get it pretty much verbatim, but I know for secondhand <laughs> information. But she, Aaron goes on and is like, you know, you said, like, whenever you're ready to get a divorce, let me know. Like, you should know you don't say that. And Brynn's like, give me a break. And even Jessel's like, oh, you know. She was just doing it her, in her Bryn style. She didn't say anything about divorce. She did not say the D word. Yes, she did. Yeah, she 100% did. <laughs> Couple times. We had a separation in there well as well. And Bryn says in a confessional that this was a friend's reference and that Abe could take it. And it really wasn't that big deal. And Jessel again was like, everybody was laughing. He was laughing. I was laughing. Like, I didn't think anything was untoward about it. You know, whatever. And so Brynn is like, what's the difference between me calling him Abe the babe all the time? And Aaron's like, well, because I'm there when you say it. But all the ladies are kind of like, this is really like Aaron's just blowing this out of proportion. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Like, it's not I, that big I think, I think if Erin had actually approached this differently, it, she would have actually gotten the reaction she wanted from Brent immediately. Like, I think if she had just been like, you know, it, it bothered me to hear that you said that I didn't like that you said that at my anniversary party. Um, and I didn't find it funny. Like, I feel if she had just like said it in that way, Bryn probably would have just immediately apologized and been like, I didn't mean it. It was the wrong, like venue like she's been saying all over Instagram, by the way, now, Mm -hmm. like, but I feel like if Aaron had not blown this so like blown this up so fast and so furiously 
like I think she would have actually gotten a pretty quick like oh all right I shouldn't have done that yeah this is like an issue that I have it's like when people decide what your intentions are yes and they like just point the finger and they don't want to hear anything else they just want to yell at you and it's like well I don't need to be here then <laughs> like you could have said talk to the mirror about this like if there's no way for us to come back from this and what what do you want like you really just came to be the Grinch who sold Christmas <laughs> yeah and that's why like it didn't like obviously like Brynn and Jessel were both wrong in that like Brynn did use the d word like yeah. she did use the words that Aaron was saying like but like them being wrong and doubling down on it didn't really bother me too much in the moment for exactly the reason that you just said. Like Aaron's already decided what the intentions were. And like, you know, they're almost like doubling down on what they're saying because like, like I think they truly didn't think it was so serious. And I think right. like them, like, I don't know. I'm like, this and point is getting game. garbled, but that's, that's exactly that it, either. right. <laughs> like that's the issue at the end of the day and so that's why it didn't really bother me that they were like wrong about the substance because the whole vibe that they were trying to portray is like this was not a big deal like, right yeah exactly exactly so Aaron's like you know it's one thing after another with you Bryn but like and then Bryn's like you know if you accuse me of flirting with a married man it's really gonna be a problem so Aaron's like well this is the issue with you that like Bryn just digs her heels into things and like she's kind of right but I also, think it's probably not true. Her, yeah, she does dig her heels into things. That that's true. But I don't know. I feel like she's putting a lot on this situation when there are probably other situations that she could be more mad at Brent about. Well, and also like if you were like faced with somebody who's acting like Aaron, like I think a lot of people will probably dig their heels in. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just like, have you considered that perhaps it's not like just her, and maybe it's like the communication between you two, like. Mm-hmm. It's just like the whole, like, it's one thing after another. She just digs her heels in and she can't move on. Like, it sounds, I mean, someone else on this cast can't move on, by the way. And <laughs> the like, call's coming it's... in from inside the house. Hello? <laughs> yeah. The very tiresome call is coming from inside the very tiresome and freezing cold house. <laughs> in that up and coming neighborhood of Tribeca. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, real talk though, like, do you ever actually want to go to Tribeca? No. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, you know, like, obviously it's not up and coming, but like, who the fuck ever wants to go to Tribeca? Tribeca Nobody except people resident- who live in Tribeca. Yeah. Every, everybody just stay, lives in Tribeca and they stay there. And that's really cute for them. But no, I'm, there's rarely a time where I'm, I'm like, let's go to Tribeca. Never. Yeah. It's, it's never like, really a time. Uh, you need me to go to Tribeca? Okay. Yeah. I'll go. It's not that it's far. It's just, yeah. No. And it's it's, not that interesting. It's not. It's not like I wouldn't go out for a night in Tribeca, probably, unless this You couldn't find things to do. I'm going to wager, to be honest. (laughs) Right. Right. Come for me if you want, but I stand by that. I feel like if you were going to Tribeca, you'd go on like a a nice date or like like a double date with a couple. Like, that's like a double date neighborhood. The last, like, the very last, like, dinner I had out before, like, COVID really hit in March 2020 was I went with my cousin who was in town from Boston, and we had, like, a lovely dinner at a place in Tribeca that was close to, like, the hotel she was staying in, and it was lovely, truly wonderful, but, like, I I think about Tribeca as, like, a place 
to have dinner with my cousin when she's in town and staying at a hotel near there right. <laughs> or like I'll have like the other the only other thing I regularly went to Tribeca for was to have like coffee and do yoga with like my mentor and, and that's the other <laughs> that's what you yeah. do in the morning <laughs> yeah <laughs> you go to restaurants at night exactly exactly it's like for I think I said this we're like hot younger yes couples who want to have kids yeah I think that's exactly right. Yeah. Like, I think we could say that Kyle and Amanda are pretty Tribeca. Oh, yeah. That's a good yeah. example. Yeah. Like, yeah, that that's it. Um, so anyway, um, Brenda's like, well, the party was boring. Like, what did you want me to do? And so Aaron gets up to leave and everybody's like, no, come on. Like, is it really that big of a deal? Like, stay. And even Jenna says in a confessional, Brynn works flirts while ordering a steak like it's not that deep and I just feel like Aaron's taking it a little bit further than it needs to so I don't know who told Aaron like oh your wreath is cute or I like it and Aaron's like that's because I'm a fucking good designer you guys suck bye <laughs> okay girl <laughs> you needed this I and the thing is like maybe that would have been like funny if I thought there was an ounce of her that was sort of tongue-in-cheek as she was saying it but no she meant every word of that mm-hmm. earnestly and I was like okay bye and that was like her her like mic drop moment you guys suck <laughs> bye stomping off with my wreath so size like I'm a fucking great designer <laughs> okay cool <laughs> so size like I think it was a bit dramatic but like maybe she's just having a bad day and Bryn's like I do kind of feel bad because I honestly was just being funny but like if she wants to have a real conversation with me, we can have it. Because that was absurd. Hey. <laughs> and she's correct. Um, <laughs> so after this, Erin calls her sister, Kelly, to talk about how she freaked out on Brent. And I just want to say shout out to Chai because <laughs> I texted her about this earlier. I saw a tweet because I wasn't able to initially finish the episode when it was airing. And I saw her tweet like, oh, I think Abe... <laughs> Abe must not have known that he was on the phone when Aaron called her him after this thing. And I think maybe because Kelly's voice is so deep. Kara, I 100% thought that it was Abe the first time I watched it. <laughs> and then I saw other people being like, no, it was Kelly. No, it was Kelly. And I was like, what? And I went back and was like, I thank God it was Kelly because I was like, fuck this thing- man. How dare he speak right. like that? But 100% also thought it was Abe right that's what I said she's like damn he really like went in on on her but like knowing that it was like another woman being like she's a bitch it's like oh okay that makes more sense yeah <laughs> um so Aaron's just like popping off and she's like you know I don't know what Bryn's problem is and Kelly's like I told you she was rude she's such a bitch she wore sunglasses and I'm thinking like you're not a celebrity blah blah, blah. and it's like okay okay Kelly so um yeah like <laughs> you're not a friend of kelly it's not it's not happening no it's not it's not and at this point she's giving like a faye resnick like i just like Mm. the friend of that i that we didn't ask for okay we don't want you okay (laughs) so erin uh then jenna starts giving out these gifts that she brought and at first everybody's like oh cool but it's kind of a lot of stuff and even bryn says i love gifts but when it comes in bulk it's kind of weird i like i don't understand it Jessel's being very grateful and Jenna <laughs> picks up on the fact I think Jessel knows that she's got to come correct this time <laughs> like and she's like yeah, I'm gonna be very very grateful thank you thank you for everything thank you thank you so much um Sai was the one 
Cy, Cy at Scout in the City, Cy, who's an influencer, a content creator, whose whole job is to do exactly this, seems to be having the most issue with Jenna's gifts being like sponsored gifts or collaborations that she's done with other companies. And she's just like, obviously, Cy feels like this is very thirsty. And I just find that ironic. I think <laughs> that okay. I'm gonna on I'm gonna say the part that's fair to Cy first. Like on one hand, like it's kind of speaking to like I think something that all of us people who have watched Housewives for a long time have kind of like experienced over franchises and seasons of like, oh, okay, like you're pushing a product, you know, fine, like, oh, we have to go through this. Okay, that's, that's, but um, first of all, it's part of the deal. Like that is why Jenna is here. Also like 100%. Jenna herself was not saying like, oh, I collaborated with like this person for this thing. She literally just gave them gifts in the scene. She didn't say anything about it. No. Sai was the one holding up the the Jenna Lyons X whatever and was like, yes. oh, thank you for the sponsored gift, Jenna. <laughs> and okay. I the the bottom line is I watched this and was like, oh, this is this is gonna bite you in the ass in like two seasons when you are trying to push your own product and business. Uh, hello to the audience yep. and somebody is going to be like oh so I guess Sai has no problem like giving us her products you know like you can see already like somebody bringing this up and then mm-hmm. cutting back to these like scenes where Sai was being really over the top honestly I think this could even happen with Bryn but yeah. like they're going to be in this position in a couple of seasons they're going to be trying to sell the audience something and giving it to the women and like it, I, I think I think it was not it did not land the way that perhaps they would have liked it to land mostly Sai. is it fair to call something an ulterior motive when we all would again like jenna didn't really make any she didn't say any, anything about what the products were or whatever like uh, and also we know what it is like yeah we know what this it's a game we know yes like babe we were in your office and you were talking about all the scout and city things that you do. So do we think that like you were just coming on the show to be yourself? No, <laughs> no. no. And they can pretend that, but we know it not to be the case. And the thing that I think the audience doesn't like it's when it's when it's unsubtle, right? Like, mm-hmm. but nobody cares if it, if there's like some subtlety to it, like, but when like, you know, like when, when the skinny girl branding got like, you know, too over the top that's when people were really just like okay give it a rest right for a very long time a skinny girl uh surfboard in the corner when you guys are in the hamptons or the skinny girl uh nespresso machine when you guys are waking up in the morning like or like oh my god i i I have a drink hand me that bottle hand me a skinny girl make sure the label's out towards the camera please yeah you know (laughs) like when it gets to be that point that's when it becomes tiresome but when like you know when there's some subtlety to it or like some tongue-in-cheek aspect about it like you know we all understand why they're here and half the audience is ordering the stuff anyway right and also like this is jenna's job and like yeah. jenna if you want to give me any of those gifts i'll happily take them i'll take the travel pack because i is i'll take anything free i don't care what the what if, what the motive is if i still that reminds it. me 
wasn't Sai the one a few episodes ago talking about like you know shut up and accept the trip like it's free 99 mm-hmm. mm. interesting real interesting <laughs> thank you for bringing that up thank you thank you so much um and then Bryn says in a confessional like I don't think Jenna has the expectation that we post this stuff on Instagram or social media but I think she hopes we will and it's like yeah probably yeah and, and that's okay <laughs> if she doesn't say anything then don't you there's no you don't have to <laughs> there's, yeah. a, there's no expectation exactly um so then they FaceTime Uva because she's still sick and of course is, is there any food and they're like just put put her over by the food right and so uba says in a confessional girl i saw that food i think i was happy i wasn't there it looked fine to me like it looked fine <laughs> bubby's is supposed i've actually never been to bubby's but it's supposed to be good like yeah I, just, I don't know like it's like a landmark yeah so I don't know, like this seemed, the complaining didn't land for me this time because I've been with them for most of the rest of it, but I was like, I don't get it. There is food. Yeah. What more do you want? Oatmeal. Oatmeal's what we I, want. I guess so. <laughs> Maya, thank you so much for joining me. Literally oh. anytime. <laughs> Love it. You guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank us for speaking. We'll be back with you soon. Bye.